that's the animal on which the rider, the mind, sits and controls it. But he has to know how to control it. That's the subject of this Sefer. Is able to awake in the midst of the animal a desire or for something or a fear of some distress by causing the body part of him, the animal part of him, to be aware of a certain pleasure that's going to come as a result of certain behavior or certain distress and pain that will come as a result of other behavior. If it's able to impress the body by proper chinuch, <coughs> is able to motivate the body to do things the way his reason recommends. Kigon la'avriyach ha'siporam inakom al-dekishu For instance, he could cause birds who were feeding in the garden to flee away, to fly away by shaking a bell. And the fear that's causing them when they hear the noise of the bell overcomes their instinct, their desire to eat. Or they can persuade them with some appetizing morsels that he puts near the trap in order to make them overcome their fear of being captured because of their desire to eat. All they can teach them artificial desires, artificial emotions by means of practice. You can teach your body things that the body has no interest in. You can become ennobled, or you become even more brutalized. For instance, you see today they're doing such wicked things that the body doesn't even desire at all. So they've taken that brute body and brutalized it even more. And see how the from people, the Jews, are able to take their brute bodies and cause them to have an interest a desire for things that the body organized does not desire at all. So you can make out of the body something worse or something better. But if you know how to train it. Someone who is familiar and trained in the function of educating or training the body able to make use of all the abilities, like training your horse. A policeman sits on this horse, and the horse stands motionless. Now the horse would like to wave his tail, like to frisk down the street, looking maybe for some grass growing near the curb, but he doesn't move, because he's trained already. His master has given him a whack with a stick or a whip. When he was a young horse, he shouldn't move. And he always was also given some tidbit to eat as a result. So the horse, trained by fear of punishment and by desire for reward, 
so he learns how to be self-controlled. It's not the more have a horse to control himself. Animals don't control themselves for nothing. And he stands there, Mamish, as if he was a real soldier, with the other hairs, as if he had seichel, and no seichel of his own. But because of his training, you can make out of a horse a very decent form of creature. And that's what he's talking about. We have to take our bodies, which are our horses on which we are riding, and train these bodies by proper <coughs> lessons, proper methods, and we can make out of them a noble creature that really is no longer a animal entity. It really becomes something spiritual. Our body becomes actually spiritual. To make Kaddish the goof. Body becomes Kaddish. Set it aside. Another example. Me and Ho'ifas, there's a species of birds, Shehu Shoreshalim Chad Mahid, who have a very sharp and keen eyesight. That's a falcon. It can see a big distance away, more than we can see. The London also say that's We can teach the falcon to go and to catch rabbits. It can catch birds and even fish by poking its beak into the surface of the water as it flies by and it picks off fish from the surface. So we train this bird to use its eyesight for us in a way that we ourselves are not able to do. We utilize the power of an ox. We cannot pull a plow, but the ox, when you harness him to the plow, he can pull the heavy plow. Of course, it needs training. Ordinarily, you take a wild animal and harness him to the plow, he wouldn't do it. You have to train him. And that training is the subject of this safer. You can train a donkey to carry packs on its back. You can train a horse to run, to speed, to gallop. By proper training for the purpose of man. Set that aside. Now this we learned yesterday. And now we start new. A great elephant. A huge mammal. A man's body is almost like an insect compared to an elephant. Nevertheless, one weak human being can sit on the back of an elephant and cause him to carry heavy loads and pull heavy wagons and the elephant obeys. It's a miracle. Such a huge beast. If he was stamped on a man with his heavy foot, he could crush him. But he's taught to obey because those who trained the little elephants knew the art of teaching them how to be useful to mankind, how to curb their instincts, how to yield because of certain pedagogic methods that were utilized, either punishment or reward. And now this is a huge elephant. It's a remarkable thing to see. Um, little man is sitting on his back and he's directing the elephant to do whatever the man wants. 
שכל גוף יש על אודם, אין אלוקית ימיילה. והציידים מראים אל לובו ללחם, נאלוס וקם טהאנס ואלוונס, יוז קונינג מתס תקפשי להם, ולמייס לחם, תקפשי להם אין הונדרס ותאוזנד אלוונס. Now, to capture an elephant would seem to be impossible. But human beings use cunning, which the elephant doesn't have. And by the means of their cunning, they're able to trap them and enslave them. Hashem is borach. Hashem is borach. Hashem is borach. Hashem is borach. This is another example. Hashem is borach. Cause man to have power to make use of the winds. Winds, it seems. How can you harness winds? Yes, human beings harness even the winds. This is when it's not going this. The winds winnow out the grain. You throw the grain in the air, and the winds blow away the chaff, and the solid grain falls down on the heap. Here's a person doing that. What is he doing? He's using the winds for his own purpose. He used the winds to turn mills, windmills. So the wind is working for this man. Now, unbelievable. A wind is not made for people. The Creator has reasons for the winds. Very important reasons. The winds carry seeds and spread them all over. The winds carry the clouds. Many other purposes of the winds. But here comes a human being, and he, he harnesses the wind for his own purposes. Limshach's finis, tunis, and tunis, mixtails, I told. He can cause boats loaded with merchandise to travel by means of the winds against the sail. For his benefit, for his pleasure. So here we see an example that even the great forces of nature can be harnessed by people. So surely a person, if he learns the art of training his physical body, his brute personality, to do what's beneficial for him, he surely is able to control that and make out of himself a most useful and precious kind of creature. And Hashem also gave man a gift of wisdom how to control the beastly natures of animals in Israel. And thereby, because a man uses his mind, his circle is able to control this huge elephant, Modus mirabile. Teach him to accept obedience, to accept ownership of his master. Becomes obedient to his master. Now that seems a tremendous thing. You take this huge elephant and you make him completely obedient to his master. Sometimes he'll stand for a long time and not even move until the master gives a signal. Then he picks himself up and goes. Let's la busa, because he's waiting for the feeding trough. The elephant knows there's food waiting for him. 
He knows that if he'll obey, take orders, not because he understands the necessity to do these chores that he's doing, but he knows if he does these chores, if he obeys, there's a feeding trough at the end of the day where he'll be able to fill himself with food. And therefore, will over the whole creator. That's why he'll serve a man with all of his strength. However, at the first sight, it wouldn't happen. You can't take a wild elephant and uh, make him obedient just because he'll be fed at the end of the day. It's only when the elephant knows that this is going to be the result. Otherwise, there wouldn't be any food at the end of the day. He instinctively reacts to his own master's voice. He instinctively obeys the master without any thought. Or otherwise, so no, and therefore, in this respect, although the animals are much superior to plants in the ability to do things, but in this respect we see that the animal is like a plant. He becomes entirely unable to do anything of his own once he's trained and is entirely submissive solely to his master's will. That's a very important lesson we're learning now, just that you can train an animal to be completely submissive to you, no matter how powerful the animal is. You surely are able to train your body and your emotions by proper pedagogic methods to become entirely submissive to your ideals and your principles. Say that aside. What's being said here, whatever is said here, is only the introduction to the Sefer. It's not the Sefer. The Sefer will begin an analysis of the body's urges and ways and means of utilizing cunning methods of training to make our bodies and our emotions fully submissive to the Torah and to the ideals which the Jewish nation are trying to carry out. Ashra Yeshua, Nun Zion, we start, Nun Zion. Terek Aleph, Menucha Sanefesh. Calmness of mind. Peace of mind. First he told us the motto. His gaber almeroes pusser. Overcome all the events that are unimportant. Roy sometimes are not good events, or towards are good events. They're not worthy of confusing the calm of your mind. Now included in this with you, for instance, let's say your wife says something to you that hurts your feelings. Don't get excited. In one minute, it's all forgotten. She herself didn't know what she's talking about. She wasn't thinking what she said. But sometimes a person gets angry does something violent. If he's violent, then she becomes violent too. And who knows what can happen? That's how the breakups happen. Only because of words. I question people all the time. Why are you breaking up? Is he earning a living? He's earning a living. Is he giving you money? Giving you money. Is he... Uh, a drunkard, is he a 
хойцай, ну, жизнь, что ли, он ясно. Ты обьюзный тяблый. Ну, обьюзный тяблый. She is the one who helped put oil on the fire. It's true. He became angry, and she put more fuel on the fire, and he put more fuel. It came a big conflagration. But had they started out with the idea of Hatzkhila? Don't get excited over a small thing. Well, you already said something. Or somebody else said something. Get excited. And therefore, calm. Kodesh Mori wants to be calm and so nervish. It says, Horeshoyim Kayom Nigosh. The pussy. Horeshoyim are like the sea that's driven by the wind. The waves, back and forth, Horeshoyim, are motivated by the winds of the emotions. They cannot rest because any emotion makes them become excited. Jealousy, discouragement, whatever it is. Many things happen in life. But some of them are so unimportant that it doesn't pay. And in a minute later, if you kept your calmness, it has been forgotten. And therefore, if a person trains himself by auto-suggestion, by speaking to himself, again and again, his gaber overcome events that are not important. They're not worthy of confusing the calmness of your mind. Say that inside first of all. That now we start. This motto is said at the top. It's worth repeating it, whether in this form, some other form, as many times during the day as you can. You're talking to yourself. And you will listen. You will listen to some extent. Of course, don't make it just as a, a something, a formula that you just say, like in Dominant. No, you have to think what you're saying. But when you think what you're saying, little by little it sinks in. First week, it's only a shallow accomplishment. Thirteen weeks around, it's a more deeper accomplishment. But in the thirteen weeks, even though you're working other meters, it already has a place in your mind. Once one week you worked on it, you should know in the ensuing twelve weeks, or if you think about other things, what you started already is not lost. It's still having an effect on you. When you start it over again, then you strengthen the effect. And each time, four weeks during the year, is going to have a tremendous effect on your mind. It'll change your character. It's a guaranteed system. Only you have to do it. It's only guaranteed if you do it. <laughs> now we start. As long as a man's mind is calm, his logical mind remains stable on its place. And it illuminates his mind 
like a burning torch. Burume shall be in Ayur, at the top of the body. The mind is functioning and directing efficiently all the functions that has to do. As long as a man's mind is calm. In the whole safe, he divides a person's character in two parts. The human character and the brutal character. A person has a brute character, like a man riding on a donkey. Now, the brute character of a man, Mishtar Vachas, is sent on its duties by means of the mind that's calm and the mind is giving orders properly. So it orders, it commands the brute on which it, the steed on which it is mounted, body, to carry out all the dictates of the mind. To spread the light of that knowledge and wisdom of the mind, by means of the nerves, and other means, over all the body. So the mind is sending messages all over the body. Let's explain that. When the mind is working calmly, so many functions of the body are more efficiently accomplished. When the mind is confused, then sometimes the functions of the body become confused too. It's important point to know. The body reacts in relationship to its mind. So the mind is calm. The mind has a certain influence on the efficiency of all the things in your body. And the messages that are being sent out through the nerves from the mind to let know all the limbs of the body, the command of the higher neshama, that's the man's soul, his, his mind, his intellect, and his will. And that is being carried out by the nerves according to the calm and deliberate instructions of the mind. And it gives back a message to the mind. The mind receives messages from all over the body, how the things are reacting, by means of the senses and the emotions. It means this. Suppose a person will bump his foot against an object, so that message is brought to the mind. And the mind has accepted in a way that a calm and deliberate mind does. Thinks it is important enough to do something about it? Or is there something that will pass by? So the mind has to judge all these, all the information that's supplied to it by the body. So it goes in both ways. The mind influences all the avorum of the body and sends messages how they should behave. Even your bowels correspond to what the mind thinks. There are some people who 
We're always urinating because they're nervous. They don't need to go so many times to the toilet. But because they have no control over their mind anymore, and so their mind is now disturbed and it sends erratic messages through the uh, bladder, it's really no necessity. Other things happen like that. And therefore, it's very important for a person to teach his mind by means of what he'll explain later, teach his mind the meter of Manucha Sanefis. For instance, I want to go to sleep. But some people whose minds are always thinking about this and about that, and it disturbs their ability to go to sleep. If you have the calmness of mind, they're able to dismiss all un unimportant things from his mind, and now his mind is quiet and is ready to take its full rest. A man's neshama is a light of Elohim, it's a lamp of Elohim. Now this doesn't mean the neshama that goes into the next world. This neshama means a life neshama of man. A man has a neshama of life, and a neshama that's his soul, that continues after death. Here's talking about the neshama of life. It's like the light of Hashem. And St. Moses says in the Sifta Shabbos, if a man is sick, is it permissible to put out a lamp on Shabbos to permit him to sleep? On Friday night he was asleep, but the lamp disturbs his sleep. St. Moses says it's better to put out the lamp of human beings than to put out the lamp of Hashem. The lamp of Hashem means his life. So therefore, to save his life, if a very sick man, you can put out the lamp on Shabbos. So we see from Al-Gibbara that a man's life is called Nishmas Ne'alikim. A man's life is called Ne'alikim. So although the Nishama is the real Ne'alikim, which continues into the next world, but also a Ne'alikim, Hashem said, that's my lamp. Human life is my lamp. And that lamp, whole face, called hardly butter. It searches into all the secrets of the body. The mind, that's a human neshama, the human neshama we're talking about now, is able to control all the interior of the body. First you have the inside.